0: Mode. This is episode 18. I'm one of your hosts, Willa Rowe. I'm your other host, Robin B. And now that we've gotten our deranged insanity out of the way with our last episode, I thought, you know, this would be a good time to go back to hard-hitting journo <laughs> news. Yeah. Back to basics. <laughs> yeah. So state of play was this week. It was. And it was on my day. That is true. Isn't that amazing?
1: They gave me yeah. some terrible games for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that wasn't everything you wanted? Um, it was one thing I wanted, which we'll get okay. into, I'm sure. But it was yeah. mostly not what I wanted.
0: Yeah. i um, of course, so I just speaking of would... the Naruto game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: Proceed.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Whatever. Um, So I just thought, you know, we could run through the state of play and talk about, I don't know, everything they announced and our thoughts on it. Yeah. Which overall... Meh. It was such a weird conference. I don't know. Just to start, well, they sh- so they showed up like those five VR games, mm-hmm. which I don't know. None of them seemed particularly interesting. I think Before Your Eyes is actually
1: an interesting choice to put in VR because do you, do you know that game? I mean, I saw it, but you don't know like the at- conceit of it. I mean. Based on the trailer, I do. Oh, okay. I, I, skipped tra- uh, yes, I, I skipped the trailer. Yes, of course. I skipped the trailer because I knew what it was. But I think it's an interesting <laughs> thing to put into VR because it is like it is such an interesting... It has its own very unique you know, control scheme, if you want to call it that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think... Putting it in VR means it's like right in front of your face, so you're you're like very absorbed in these scenes. I think it's almost and like it's before your it's eyes. It's almost like it's right before your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it really lends itself well to to that platform or whatever. So even though it's not like a new game, I think it was the most interesting one shown. Um, mm-hmm. Although it. it if the criteria is just interesting, I also thought it was hilarious that there's a game based on Foundation that just looks like a regular old shooty game.
0: I was so confused I, yeah. because it started with the Isaac Asimov quote, and I was like, okay, what, is this just going to be some random sci fi thing? And they were like, based on the like, groundbreaking series. I was like, yeah, I don't know how they sorry, that How it is, is this Foundation? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I laughed uh, out loud when
1: I saw that. <laughs> I was like, yes, uh, famously a game, a, a book about shooting people with
0: guns. <laughs> so it's just uh, the VR stuff was weird. I I know yeah. they're pushing it because of PSVR two right now, but which is strange, um, right? Like
1: you would think that they would have something more lined up for like this new overpriced, you know, add on that they that they just announced that they've already said like nobody is buying. Mm-hmm. so it really feels like they could just be abandoning it already which is like what ruined psvr like the original one is them just not supporting it enough and it they seems have like
0: horizon though they which have is supposed to actually be like really good
1: yeah i mean i've 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 heard that is cool but it's it's, ooh, it's it seems kind of rough to go into it. it's like one cool first party thing and kind of nothing else seemingly Oof, yeah it's it's looking grim <laughs> For for that little, <laughs> that little headset. Which mm-hmm. is which is I mean, it's you know, it looked like a cool piece of hardware. If it sucks, it means I don't have to spend five hundred dollars that I don't have on it or whatever it is. So that's fine. Yeah. But it's it's just it just seems so weird how little they're already committing to it.
0: But like after that is when they started getting into like such an asshole real games. Wow. <laughs> not those V not the VR bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh they showed off a big trailer for Destiny, the Lightfall expansion. Yeah. Do you care about destiny uh
1: i intermittently care about destiny yeah it's one of those games where like a couple times a year i will put like a few weeks into it and then completely forget that it exists so
0: yeah i'll probably do that at some point once light comes out depending on if it's supposed to be good so i like played all of the original destiny Mm -hmm. and then destiny 2 the most i ever played it was when they were about to sunset like a bunch of the original content from destiny 2 People were like, oh, you have like a weekend to play the oh, original yeah. like three campaigns from Destiny 2, which and I was good. like, I haven't played this game at all, <laughs> but I'm missing out if I don't. Mm-hmm. So it was like free you, somewhere. It was just free in general, yeah. so I downloaded it and I like in a weekend I just marathoned like these campaigns, wow. and then I just put it down and I just
1: haven't picked it up again since. Yeah, I mean to be fair, the game does like the campaigns after those initial ones are a lot better. But it's, yeah, it's, I don't know, if, if, if you're not into Destiny at this point, I don't know how anything could mm. possibly bring you on board, because it's like, this is a game that's notoriously bad at onboarding new players, mm-hmm. and especially when they're adding new content that sort of, like, depends on you having existing knowledge of both the story and the kind of mechanics of the game that they're building on. It just seems like, I don't know how a person who had never played it would get into this game at this point, especially when, like, I have played the game a lot and it's still hard for me to get back into it, just because it, there's just so much going on. Um, yeah. But I'm, you know, it's, it's, it gets exciting for all the Destiny people,
0: I'm sure. Yeah, it's good like I mean, it's basically an MMO. I already have my MMO, so I'm yeah, good. That you never play. Although I did love the the like weird villain who has a cloud head. Yes, I do love that. So <laughs> that's, that's one of the things design. that makes me want to start
1: playing again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to find out what's <laughs> What's going on with your head?
0: (laughs) Uh, It was so weird. I just, I, it's one of those things where I probably won't play Destiny 2, but I guarantee you there will be like a day where I'll just do a deep dive on like the wiki Mm -hmm. and I'll just read everything about every character. Yeah. Wait until there's like a really intense lore deep
1: dive about why this person has a cloud for a head.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh man. This is kind of like a, uh, what's the word? I can't even think of the word now. Cloudhead, <laughs> i don't know uh side story aside what's the word <laughs> a side story
1: a detour
0: what are you saying oh okay are you a okay <laughs> yeah. no this is uh, this is just a random detour but um so like we've talked about how i played the majority of bloodborne but do you know what i also did mm. did you ever did you ever know about the book the pale blood hunt no this is a fan made book that's okay. like a giant lore like dump about bloodborne lore uh-huh. and like it's like a critical essay like understanding the pieces of bloodborne and how they all work together it's like a couple hundred pages i read that and that was great yeah honestly i think i would enjoy that
1: more than playing bloodborne uh, yeah because i oh. i didn't i didn't like that game particularly yeah Uh, which I know is a very cancelable opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just not my thing uh, because I'm a little baby and it's too hard for me. Uh, But yeah, I I think it's an interesting story. I think that's probably a good way to do it. How did
0: we get on this subject?
1: Oh right, we took a
0: side because I was thinking about games where I enjoy the lore more than actually playing. Yes,
1: them. like most games. Uh,
0: <laughs> 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 playing
1: okay. playing video games is a chore, but hearing cool yeah. stories about cloudhead aliens mm-hmm. is is a treat.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to find out this dude's story. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, anyways, <laughs> moving on. Uh, then they had a bunch of indie games. There were a couple that seemed like interesting. So yeah. there was chia yes which um i think that looks interesting it looks interesting the thing that was interesting about it is also that it's coming day one to playstation plus yes which which i think is something that that service like desperately needs um yes
1: like that is not not that it's really like has ever been or looks like it will become like on the level of game pass in terms of just like you know how how much it has to offer but that was always like one of the big things that Game Pass had over it is they it, it does get a lot of really good day one releases, which are like can re- really run the gamut from like weird little indie games through like pretty high profile releases. Mm-hmm. And I mean, PlayStation has straight up said like they're not re- going to release their first party stuff on it early. So I think getting you know indie games like this on there on on the first day seems like it's going to be a really good step toward making it something that's like actually worth having
0: you know yeah i mean the only other game that they've done this for was stray last year oh yeah i forgot which i mean was kind of like a selling point i think for the rebooted playstation plus it's really interesting though because like one of the recent things and this has like always been a topic of debate about game pass is if like game pass hurts developers or something. Right. And Microsoft literally like came out with their own report and they're like, "Yeah, guys, this this does lower sales of games." But I was just like thinking about this cuz I was I don't know, everybody was like so down on Game Pass last year, but I was like thinking about it, and I was like, most of my favorite games, you could all get on Game Pass. Yeah, were people down on Game Pass? I feel like I've heard almost nothing
1: but positivity about it.
0: I mean, it was a bunch of people who were like, there was no AAA games this year on Game Pass, and the Game oh, okay. Pass like burnout is happening. Okay, so people were with just like, like
1: openly bad opinions.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was like, uh, go play Signalis, Citizen Sleeper, Return to Monkey Island, yeah. Pentiment. Like, yeah, I mean, there are triple games on
1: triple A games on there, but that's like not the cool thing about it. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a great engine for finding weird shit you wouldn't have played otherwise, which which, you know, again, just maybe maybe uh, PlayStation Plus is heading a little bit in that direction, which would be a good mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, this this Chia game, I mean, it looks like an open, you know, kind of just like an exploration. It's like a Breath of the Wild, I, like. I guess, but it doesn't seem to have any kind of combat. It seems to be a lot more like free form than that. Mm -hmm. um that's true which is you can turn
0: into objects into objects or into yeah so i was looking it up because i had to like write about it you can turn into like any object or animal
1: so you can just like be a tree and like
0: you can turn into a coconut sway in the wind
1: that's cool i would like to be a coconut for a little while (laughs) um yeah yeah it it looks interesting though just a cool little like it's it looks very pretty it's very vibey exploration yeah very vibey the Mm -hmm. kind of the kind of stuff that I like, <laughs> so yeah. I am looking forward to that. I will, I will probably play that on March twenty first if I'm not doing anything, which I won't be. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that was cool. Like that, that was that was one of the things that I think was probably the first thing in the show that I was like, okay, this is good. Like <laughs> this, this seems worth having a show if this is the kind of thing you're going to be showing off. Mm-hmm. And then, so the next
0: game was humanity. <laughs> yes, I. What do you think about this game? I, <laughs> Truly, do not know what to think about this
1: game. It reminds me, I mean, like it, it's by like the developer of of Res Infinite, and like the kind of like first impression I got when I saw it was like this is giving me big that kind of vibes. Like not that it's similar to Res, but that sort of like PS2 experimental like quasi art game. Uh, you know, just some some weird premise, and let's see how far we can spiral out on it. It looks interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. Like, I think it, it will be one of those things where you kind of have to play it to see what it's like.
0: I think it looks weird and absurd, which I'm down for. Uh-huh. But my favorite thing is that the very first shot in the trailer is just this glowing Shibu Inu mm-hmm. and just this text that says, I awoke one morning to find I was a dog. Which is,
1: yeah, a great day if you can awake big, to find yourself a
0: dog. Big Kafka vibes, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, it looks interesting. There is this there's this weird thing being set up where there's like, you control the masses of humanity, but then there are these sort of like, there's this other like out group that you're trying to like push out of your space mm-hmm. so that your people can thrive. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see how it plays with that idea. And if it does it successfully, like it seems like the kind of thing that could have like a very, you know, a good sort of like humanitarian message in in theory, but like the game doesn't necessarily support that in any way or like kind of contravenes it, you know, uh, if it's if it's this thing about like, oh, we're othering people to like ensure our own survival and like tries to make you feel bad about doing that, that while it makes you do it kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll be more interested in this game if it does something interesting with that premise as to as opposed to just being like a cool spectacle thing. But yeah, that, that very much is kind of a thing that I think we won't know until we play it. So, but it looks interesting regardless of how it turns out. Like it's, it's exciting to see weird shit like this uh, happening. It looks like a great game to play on drugs. It looks like a great game to play on drugs, which is my favorite genre of games. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know. It looks interesting. I I don't know. What's, what are your, what are your kind of your thoughts about it?
0: It looks intriguing. I don't know if it's quite like my type of game. Mm -hmm. It just seems a little repetitive with its puzzling. I, like things with a little bit more narrative and stuff, but you know, you got to be a cute dog and whatever. I'm sure I might check it out. Yeah, it's another see. vibey game. Mm-hmm. Which I will say though, okay. the next game that was shown was probably like my highlight mm-hmm. from the sh- from the show, which was Goodbye Volcano High.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which this is this is a game that I've actually been excited about for like. A couple years. Yeah. It's so up my alley. It looks awesome. It's about anthropomorphic dinosaurs in their senior year of high school. (laughs) (laughs) Do dinosaurs count as furries? I don't know. We'll have to consult somebody. We'll have to consult the furries. (laughs) But it's about dinosaurs who go to high school and it's their senior year. And also there's like, they have a band and you do rhythm sections. And also it's like a dating sim it it looks great i'm totally in yeah it's it's a very like up
1: girl modes alley kind of game um uh, mm. for all of those things all all <laughs> the things you just said about it yeah it looks good i i this is yeah also one that popped up at a couple showcases before i think it like every time i've seen it it, it looks better um also yeah. like it's it's continued to to get more exciting as time goes mm-hmm. on yeah i'll be excited to play this too there is this is making me think there's like there's a weird um Trend right now of
0: sort of like narrative driven games about bands. I was thinking about this too because Isn't I played, I reviewed We Are Of K last year. Yeah. Which I mean, which this has very similar vibes, Mm -hmm. which I hope that's not entirely true because I thought We Are Okay was like kind of mid, but... But then there's (laughs) there's also a game coming in called Dead Pets
1: Unleashed, where you play as a band called Dead Pets. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Good band name. Yes. Great band name. Uh, But that also looks cool. It's another, you know, like visual novel about a band. I don't know. It's just interesting that that just sort of seems to be the thing that's happening (laughs) (laughs) over and over right now. But yeah, Goodbye Volcano High looks... I think very much like both of our thing. Uh, so the that, band in Goodbye Volcano
0: High is called Worm Drama, oh, but the W Killer Game. Uh, killer but the W name. is
1: two V's. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. I just I like it. Yeah. No. How do you get the job to come up with fake band names for games? That's yeah. that's what we should do. That's a dream job. Yeah. Just yeah. okay i didn't even write this down in our notes because i was like why am i going to talk about this there's a naruto game yeah there's a naruto game i don't know it's called
1: naruto naruto boruto ultimate ninja storm connections which is just a combination of words that i really wanted to say out loud Mm -hmm. uh and
0: that's that's pretty much all i've got on this one (laughs) good job (laughs) there you go uh They should have Baldur's Gate three. J.K. Simmons is going to be in it.
1: <laughs> it's so funny.
0: I love that. <laughs> it's so funny. I He's I think playing J.K. A guy Simmons wearing
1: like an armor made of bones. <laughs> it's, it's, it's...
0: I think J.K. Simmons should do more voice work. He's so good
1: at he, it. He is good. It's just very funny to yeah. hear J.K. Simmons and in, in the body of this like necromancer.
0: <laughs> it's incredible. Like that's it's honestly if I didn't already own it, that's a selling point. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this game continues to look
1: how it has looked the entire time it's been in development. I'm a little worried about this game, because I I went back and played a bit recently when I was on my character creation kick, and Mm -hmm. after having played a little bit of, like, Pillars of Eternity and some other similar games, I I don't know how good a job it's gonna do of, like, letting you kind of build classes and replicate the sort of wild variety of sort of like spells and abilities in DD, which is like, I don't love D, but I think if you're gonna try to like capture the essence of what it's like to play it, there's a lot mm-hmm. of um that sort of variety and and unexpected ways of uh, finding unexpected ways to use powers is sort of the selling point of it. And at least in the like early access version, I don't think it really, really gets to that. Like there's a very limited like kind of selection of things you can do. And it's all obviously very like Combat oriented, which is the worst part of tabletop games. (laughs) But it's I don't know. I mean, like it's a it's a developer that's like really proven themselves over and over. So I I, I'm sure it'll be enjoyable. It's just like having played it a little bit more recently, it's it's kind of tempered my excitement a bit just because I I think we kind of know what we're getting to a large extent with this game. But it continues Mm -hmm. to look good. Uh and also the mean
0: cleric continues to be hot. Uh and you can turn (laughs) into a bear sometimes. So you know, are I other feel things. like it's gonna be really difficult to be better than Divinity: Original Sin Two, though. Is the thing? Yes, I'm like not seeing anything in this game that seems like an improvement or like exciting. Yeah, that's new.
1: Yeah, like it does kind of feel like it. It does look like a step back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the things that made. Divinity original sin so good was that wild you know experimentation and the sort of like unpredictability of some of the things you could do and just the, the weird abilities you had like there was that whole class based around like transforming yourself into an animal to do these weird moves mm-hmm. and like there was just a lot of creativity there that I think is going to be reined in by tying itself to DND which is kind of a bog standard fantasy thing so I don't know like I, I think this is this is the best probably the best team to be doing it but at the same time, I, I think they're probably better when they're not tied to like a license like this.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, I think maybe the d d license is just like kind of holding them back and, you know, honestly might hold back any studio who, were, who was going to do this. Yeah, for sure. It's mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's a
1: very recognizable name that doesn't really have a ton to recommend it besides that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and like so you can like understand why they would want to like have that attached to their game but at the same time it does kind of seem like it's it's gonna limit their their scope which is a bummer but, I mean, you know, we both still have this game. We'll we'll probably both play it at least a little bit. Uh, <laughs> It'll be so fun because we can play it together. We can play it together and, and mm-hmm. try to mm-hmm. steal out of each other's inventories all the time and ruin the yeah. game. And that'll be fun.
0: I used to love watching um, Divinity Original Sin 2 speedruns during <laughs> GDQ. Have you ever watched these? No, I haven't seen one. Okay, my favorite thing is the biggest like trick in the book is that... You put like all your points into strength because Mm -hmm. then you can carry incredibly heavy objects. And there's like basically a trick in the game where locked doors typically the way you're supposed to get through them is by like, you know, lockpicking them or whatever, or finding the key. But also, every item has like, a health bar including right. doors but it's just so so high that like typically a player can't get through it but if you just take a barrel and you just fill it with a lot of heavy heavy shit <laughs> and you drop it on doors it'll just break the door <laughs> so that's what players do it's fucking oh, hilarious god yeah
1: that's amazing see that's that's the kind of stuff <laughs> that makes me think like even in these confines, they'll find interesting stuff to do with it. That'll be the fun stuff—is kind of like poking around the edges and seeing the the weird stuff they squeeze into it. Did you did you see this game
0: Wayfinder? Yeah, I did. I I was watching this trailer, and my first thought was like, "Man, you love to see a game that's going to be canceled within the year mm. <laughs> <laughs> or taken offline." This year's Babylon's Fall. <laughs> Seriously, it just yeah. looks so bad. It just looks really,
1: see, this is the kind of game that always, I always want to like. It fulfills a fantasy I have of playing, of like having friends who want to play video games with me. And like, <laughs> you know, these kind of like co-op adventure games, like it, I think it's a, it's a genre with like a lot of potential that like hasn't even come close. Like, I don't think there's ever really been a great one of these or like an even very good one. And I just keep wanting to see the one that works. yeah. But this doesn't look like it's going to be that one. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like I was watching it, and I, I could feel myself like trying to like it because of that thing. Because this is a kind of a formula that I want to see succeed, and also because I think the developer Airship Syndicate is a good developer. Like I think they've made some interesting stuff. Uh, so I was kind of excited to see them do uh, like and an, you know kind of an action RPG. Like they made uh, a game called. One of the, like, worst titled games ever. Uh, it's called Battle Chasers Night War, which is, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is what it is. But it's, like, a, a really good uh, turn-based RPG. And they also mm-hmm. made the, uh, the RPG that's based on League of Legends. I think it's called The Ruined King.
0: Oh, which yeah. Is,
1: which is also quite good. So I was excited to see what they did with, like, an action RPG. And it kind of looks like... This isn't really going to be the one to work for them, Um, (laughs) but yeah,
0: I don't know. It is. It's a thing. Yeah. For now. (laughs) For now, we'll see. Okay. So, Street Fighter Six was next. Yes. Now onto the thing. Okay. They were actually both excited Mm -hmm. about. (laughs) This is the rest of the episode. (laughs) So they showed off three new characters: Zangief, Lily, and who cares about them? Because Cammy was shown. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I really like. She looks so good.
1: Yeah, I really like that they showed off Zangief and Cammy in the same trailer because it was like, oh, it's something for the bears and the lesbians. Like this is this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Capcom's
0: really being allies today. Oh man! Oh. I did say to you about the Street Fighter trailer. I was like, oh, here's an episode idea. We can just power rank the Street Fighter characters by how much I want them to step on me. <laughs> Which I think, I mean, Cammy, obviously, number one with the bullet. Cammy is so high up there. I I saw this great tweet where someone was like, it's good to see Cammy following in the recent trend of hot uh, fighting game characters just getting hotter by having more clothes. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) it's true.
1: Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, it's like if you can just see her midriff, it's like.
0: Oh, my God, it's so hot. It's. (laughs) So hot. This is just a thirst, like time. But it's she looks so good, and her her leggings. Yes. And she's off. Oh, she is toned. It is a perfect look. Oh, I love I I love her new hairdo mm-hmm. and. I really like her like leather jacket. I said this. I think she it's like it's this really fun. Like it's it's a sort of punk. It's like a light punk aesthetic, but it's mixed with like ginger spice because of that, like iconic Union Jack dress idea. But it's like on the on the leather jacket. I love it so much. She looks so fucking hot. It's
1: God, it's so cool. Um. So how is what's your what's your relationship with the Street Fighter series? Do you have you played these
0: games? Do you care about them? Yeah, I've played, like, most of them. I I have a weird relationship with fighting games where I really like fighting games. I'm not exceptionally good at them, mm-hmm. and I don't really have the technical skill to, like, understand them to the level that people do. Yeah. Um, but I just really, really love fighting games. Like, one of the games that I think I spent so much time playing was um, Injustice. Really?
1: Oh, yeah. I This is surprising. I didn't know this about you.
0: Oh, yeah. I loved Injustice. And like that was the fighting game I got most into. I would play as Harley Quinn and <laughs> it was just so fun. But like I love I, I really enjoy fighting games. And it's like one of my weak points where every time a cool fighting game will come out, I'll probably buy it and I'll play it for like a week or two. And then I'll kind of like come off of it because I just don't have the skill to play online. Yeah. So once I like go through the story campaign and I just have fun with it, I'm like, okay, time to put it away until maybe a friend comes over and I can convince them to like spar. It's also, a, it's also a genre where, the coolness of characters just immediately like just put serotonin into my brain. Yeah. That's and I'm it, like, that's I true. gotta play as the hot, as the hot woman. It's just <laughs> like, what other genre is chock full of really hot buff women? It's so great.
1: Mm, good point.
0: I, just, I have just a history. Visual it, novels. Yeah. I have a history of thirsting over these characters. Like yeah. very publicly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is one of the
1: cool things about fighters in general. is They, they tend to have a, a really cool cast of characters. You know, if it's something as wild as, like, Tekken, where there's, you know, literally, like, a robot samurai and a dude wearing, a like, a tiger mask or whatever. or and a something. literal bear. And it's just, just a bear. Or, you know, something a little more grounded. Like, they, they tend to have a really good job, do a good job of, like... differentiating differentiating characters really well and make just giving them like just fantastic designs Mm -hmm. uh, which is i don't know really appealing to me i'm not i I don't have the same relationship with fighting games at all it's like a genre that i i feel like it would be really fun and satisfying to get good at and like get into but i just can't do it like i've tried fighting games and it just doesn't click with my my brain or my thumbs like i just can't I just can't make it work. But it's it's I do kind of the similar thing is I'll I'll pick a one up every once in a while and like get into it and be like, "Oh, this is the one that I'm really going to learn." And then I I realize that that's just not going to happen for me <laughs> and eventually give up. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, this fair. this game looks cool. I mean, like Street Fighter 2 is probably probably still to this day one of the fighting games I have spent the most time on. Um mm-hmm. I used to play it all the time at the arcade and then we had like the console version after a while. Um it's it's so I have like a soft spot for this series, even though I don't think I've played a single one since Street Fighter <laughs> Two.
0: You should it's, play it's, Street Fighter Alpha Three.
1: Really? Is that like the best one?
0: It's it's like, one of the it's one of the best. It's okay. Yeah, people people put it up there. It's cool. really fun.
1: Yeah, Street Fighter is also just like one of those like iconic series where it's just like yeah. If you are just if you're asking someone who doesn't even play video games to list video games, I feel like Street Fighter is pretty high up there.
0: Like it just yeah, that's, is. Like, yeah, true
1: a poster child for the idea of what a video game
0: is it's eating the shit out of each other it's got Cammy and chun lee and oh jerry han is coming back for this one she Don't looks great she Don't was look the one where everybody too. was talking about how they wanted her to step on them because she like has her feet out in her character design
1: okay great
0: this was part of this was part of her reveal trailer
1: hmm.
0: <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> to which everybody to which some people on the internet who knows who? Who knows what type of degenerates were saying they wish that were them with Jurihan uh-huh. putting their feet on them like this? Mm. I don't. Can know you what imagine type of people what kind would do of person that? would ever say something like that? Yeah. yeah
1: well. Mm. Mm.
0: But yeah, so Street Fighter Six is going to be great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, pretty pumped for it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Day one purchase.
0: Okay, um, moving on. <laughs> So after someone that, I definitely
1: don't want to step on me. Leon Kennedy. Leon Kennedy. Ada Wong though. Mm.
0: Anyways. Good point. <laughs> uh anyways, they showed off Resident Evil 4 a remake again.
1: Yeah. It's uh it's, it's Resident a pretty Evil game. 4 again.
0: Yeah. Apparently there's a demo coming soon. I I'm like uh my hot take is that I don't like Resident Evil 4. Hmm. As much as people, um, even though a lot of people are like, it's one of the best ones. I just yeah. don't like it because it it's way too action-y. Right. And I Which like is... the, the horror elements more. Yeah. I mean, I
1: liked 4 when it came out because of that, because I'm not a horror game person. I also played it on the Wii, and you, like, you know, controlled it with the little Wii <laughs> nunchuck, uh, which I think is really cool. I still think that's really cool. Like, I
0: mm-hmm. had a great time playing that
1: game. I don't know if I'll play the remake,
0: but... I feel like I probably will, just I've really enjoyed the Resident Evil remakes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it seems like it will be good. Like, if this is the kind of game that you play, this seems like a really good one of them. Yeah. Uh, it's just not really my thing. Mm-hmm. I, but, yeah, I don't know. It's it's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for Joseph. <laughs> I don't know
0: <laughs> oh, his countdown every day.
1: It, I love it so much. It's gonna. I'm gonna be so happy I, for him. I'm gonna be so sad when it comes out because the countdown's gonna stop.
0: <laughs> It'll just be. It's been one day <laughs> since <laughs> this game came out. We need to convince
1: him to give it up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Um, and, and then, then <laughs>
1: last but surely least, the villain of this episode. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, so th- we knew this going into the state of play that they were gonna like highlight Suicide Squad, mm. kill uh, kill the Justice League. I didn't because I haven't been paying attention, but
1: uh, yeah, I-, I guess this was a known thing.
0: This was a known thing, and they showed it off and um boy oh boy.
1: <laughs> wow, sure does look <laughs> like it's a video, a video game. game. Speaking that of is, uh, yeah. future canceled video games,
0: yeah, seriously. I can't, Okay, uh, how do we even begin? I <laughs> don't <talk>
1: even <laughs> honestly. I don't even game. know. It looks <sighs> like from the first like frame of this trailer, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I no, thank you, not for me." Yeah, yeah. Right. Looks so, terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have not been excited about this game no. since the moment I heard about it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, to be fair, I, I don't think there was any chance either of us were gonna be like super mm-hmm. hyped about it.
0: And then but, uh, oof. the thing is though, like so Gotham Knights came out last year, which frankly is the, the same kind of idea. It's like the Batman y open worldish co-op beat 'em up. Mm-hmm. And Gotham Knights looked like fucking trash. Yes. And by all accounts, is kind of trash and so now rocksteady who did the batman arkham games or the majority of the the like the main trilogy they're doing this and it just i think what confuses me and upsets me so much about suicide squad kill the justice league is that it's made by rocksteady who arguably made the best like superhero game ever made mm-hmm. which is like batman arkham asylum and city both of those two are phenomenal and it was like they It was super interesting and they like managed to, you know, adapt this comic book character into a video game like really, really well. Like Batman feels just like equally a vigilante and a detective and like all these things. They they pull it off so well. And Kill the Justice League looks like (laughs) fucking garbage and it makes no sense. And like all the characters, it feels like they're only the characters in name.
1: Yeah. Like...
0: Death's like Deadshot has a jetpack, he can fly around, and Harley uh, Quinn
1: has a grappling hook, and she can fly around.
0: Yeah, and then Captain guy, Boomerang can boomerang, that's flash, like jump around, and basically fly. Yeah. it's it and looks the shark so bad. Guy
1: can fly around and jump, <laughs> like it's just they all look. I don't know. I can't tell from watching this trailer if there even is a distinction between them. It's a
0: game that feels so outdated already. Yeah, like it,
1: yeah, totally.
0: It's something very interesting. It's clearly trying to capture that like live service feel, almost like a destiny where it's like, "Oh, you play with mm-hmm. a small group of friends and you like go do these little missions and like blah blah blah." Eh, but it's but it's 2023 and we're already <laughs> so tired of it. And also this game is it's not even like that kind of game, as far as I know. Like, it's not going to have all those crazy live service elements. Yeah, I but mean, it's like a loot I've... boxy. It's like a it's like yes. a loot chasing game.
1: Also. From what I've seen,
0: like the live service
1: elements seem to be just adding like weapons and mm-hmm. character skins and all that stuff. Like the kind of the stuff that would be in like, the second half of the patch notes in any other, like, real live service game. You know, like, it's just kind of, like, nice extras. Not really the point of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And in this game, they seem to be the point of it. Yeah, I mean, the thing that really struck me the most was what you were saying, is how much it doesn't... Playing these characters doesn't seem to have anything to do with, with who they are. You're just this... I don't know, just flying around and shooting guns. Like it just doesn't, not that I really, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm not a comic book person, but I assume the Suicide Squad is not about (laughs) four identical characters flying around with jetpacks and quipping at each other the whole time. Like it just looks so rote and so much like Mm -hmm. almost like an arena shoot, like a, like a horde shooter, you know, where it's just like this entire, this entire trailer is them just like shooting glowing purple weak points on like tanks and shit Like, I just can't imagine anything that feels less like a a superhero story,
0: you know? Yeah, I think it's also an issue of, like, there was a hot minute where the Suicide Squad was, like, so interesting to people Mm -hmm. because they, like, had the bad movie in 2016, (laughs) then they had the you know, better movie movie. in 2021. And like, you know, they've really been making like in the comics, the Suicide Squad is being pushed a lot in the Mm -hmm. most in like the last decade. So like they've been wanting to make it a hot thing. But like this just feels so out of touch with like what people like about the characters and the comics and what people like about, I don't know, playing an Arkham game or a game from Rocksteady. It just has it it looks so generic is the problem.
1: Yeah, it looks completely generic. Like mm-hmm. you you could reskin these characters as like something else, and you would have no indication that this is supposed to be a suicide squad game.
0: Mm-hmm. I was looking this up and I think it's it was really interesting because so this game has actually it has a really, really rocky um development history mm-hmm. where the first like news that there was gonna be a suicide squad game dates back to 2010? Jesus, really? Yes, because wow. It was like clearly supposed to be worked in with kind of like the Arkham series. Mm-hmm. The groundwork was laid in Arkham Origins. So in that game they start laying the groundwork for like the Suicide Squad. Like Amanda Waller shows up and Deathstroke is there and it's like, "Oh, this is clearly something that's happening." And then Uh, They also made a game for I think it was PSP, but it was like uh, it was Arkham Origins Blackgate and they kind of continue to lay the groundwork. So it seemed like what the case was going to be was that like Rocksteady was going to be finishing up their Arkham Trilogy and Warner Brothers Montreal was like paving the way to do like a Suicide Squad tie in. And it was eventually announced that Warner Brothers Montreal was working on a Suicide Squad game. Then at some point in development, it was like it was announced Officially in 2013, or no, it was rumored. For It was like one of those like known rumors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in 2016, it was revealed that Warner Brothers Montreal had canceled the project. And they had apparently been in development for like three years. And then they were rumored to be doing a new project that was about Damian Wayne. And <laughs> that turned into Gotham Knights eventually over yeah, time. Yeah. But then... In 2020, uh, it was announced that Rocksteady was making a Suicide Squad game. And so it felt like, you know, it felt like a clear sign that the Suicide Squad game had been really bad. And they were like, (laughs) Rocksteady was like, give it to us. We know how to make good games. Yeah. Which indicates
1: that like, yeah, like they had some faith that they were going to like save it, you know. Yeah. Which given their track record makes sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so in 2020, it was officially announced, although, you know, it seems like they had been working on it for a little bit at this point. And over time now they've been showing off their game and it just it looks it looks a lot like Gotham Knights, but just the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird. I don't know when it seems like this series and these developers like lost kind of like the ability to make something interesting <laughs> to be mean about it. But it's like if we want I mean, thinking about it like 2016 ish, let's say when WME Montreal like canceled the project. I feel like there were like a lot of... That was like the height of when live service was becoming interesting to people. So it feels like WB was probably like, oh,
1: we got to cash in on that. Yeah, I mean, that does seem pretty like a pretty clear line there, right? Like Mm -hmm. they have made these very successful Arkham games. Obviously, the like DC license is very popular. It's going to attract a lot of people. So you can see a very clear line there where some exec somewhere was like, well, let's just like slap a bunch of microtransactions into this shit. And because it has, like, you know, superheroes and stuff in it, people are going to buy them. And, I mean, that's, like, a very, I guess, cynical way to interpret it. But having seen this footage now, I don't think it's necessarily an an incorrect one. Gosh, yeah, it's just, it's wild to think a game that went through that many iterations and that started as an offshoot of, like, a very, like, successful in both, like, you know, like, a creative and a financial way game. Like, Like, the Arkham games, it would eventually be mutated into this sort of, Sort of live service garbage, uh, especially right after like Avengers just shut down, which seems yeah. like for all its flaws, like to be a more functional version of what Suicide Squad looks like, where there is at least some some difference between the characters and they do feel somewhat like the characters they're supposed to be. Yeah, I, I just always
0: think with games <sighs> like this that it's just like they just have to cut their losses and just release mm-hmm. it. It really does, but it, it feels really does like feel that way. It's clearly been like stripped of so much because it definitely is like, oh, they totally wanted this to be like live service, microtransaction-y, blah, blah, blah. But like since they started developing, there's also been this massive backlash on like microtransactions and doing all this stuff in loot boxes. So they're like, oh, I guess we gotta kind of leave that behind. And now there's just like this weird pseudo-empty shell.
1: Yeah. It feels like if this had been announced like a year and a half ago, it absolutely would have had some kind of crypto integration. Like, mm-hmm. like it really feels like they're just like, okay, what's the thing that everyone is saying right now, and we'll put that in our game. Uh, it's just that it's been in for develop- it been in development so long that those trends have like run their course and gone from like the big, most exciting thing to like you know the way live service games are seen now, which is kind of like a a bad sign <laughs> if that if that phrase even comes up.
0: But, yeah, I, yeah it's, it's
1: it's difficult to imagine someone excited for this version of the game
0: Mm -hmm. and i don't think there were ever this was ever confirmed i know it was debunked but i don't know if they if this was ever like actually something they were working on but apparently at some point rocksteady was rumored to be working on a superman game Mm -hmm. before suicide squad although it's possible that it was suicide squad because like i mean superman is in the game there used to be a lot of talk about like because Rocksteady had managed so well to like do Batman that everybody's like, oh, what what next thing should they do? And a lot of people were like, well, Superman has never really gotten a good video game, so maybe they could do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's but
1: I don't know the thing with that. Uh, th- this is like I think it's it's a good it's an interesting premise, right? Like mm-hmm. if you think of like Superman and Batman and the Flash and Wonder Woman and whoever else isn't Justice League, like, they all have like. You know, Martian different
0: manhunter, green oh, Lantern. How can I forget manhunter? Um, they all have but hey, like but the Martian manhunter is a very big character. Don't disrespect okay. John I, Johns I'm like so, that. I'm John Jones,
1: John Johns, John Johns, oh, of John course. Johns, uh, John Johns, <laughs> uh, yeah, me and John John go way back, but I, you know, they, they all have very, uh, very diverse powers, right? They 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 operate very differently as characters, and you could very clearly see the way that you would build like boss fights or even like entire levels around each of those characters and make it some really dynamic thing of like kind of outsmarting these, these sort of like, you know, very popular and very powerful characters. But when you put that in the context of just like the most generic looking loot shooter in the world, it's like, I, I don't think looking at this footage, I would imagine that like fighting Superman doesn't feel any different than fighting like a big tank that's in this footage, you know. Yeah. Um like it just doesn't seem to have the the personality that you would need to make something like that work.
0: Yeah, I mean I I felt this way every second of the like lead up to Gotham Knights where I was like this mm-hmm. game looks absolutely terrible and I'm sure it'll fizzle out so quick and it did and I feel the exact same about this game. So it was a I mean overall it's really it was a kind of middling state of play. It was really,
1: yeah, I think it was a it was a bad show. I mean, like I guess by the standard of state of plays, which are like never that good, mm-hmm. it was probably middling. but I think like I don't know when I was watching, I kept just thinking like, how is it that Nintendo is still the only company that gets these things right? you know? yeah, because like PlayStation and Xbox, I still have yet to see a show that is like where there was anything that really stuck in my mind. Whereas, like, Nintendo Directs, so I always come out of them with, like, a list of new games that I'm excited about.
0: Mm-hmm. I just don't know why they even really did this. Because, like, so much yeah. of it... Like, they de- the, they dedicated the most time to Suicide Squad, which... Uh, yeah. In, in addition to being bad, like, we've seen enough of that game, I feel like. Or we mm-hmm. know about it. Same with Resident Evil 4. I, like... All for Resident Evil 4, but man, I have i seen enough of it. Like yeah. it's Resident Evil 4. It would make sense if they had done this and focused more
1: on the VR games because you know PSVR 2 it just came out, and I kind of wonder if this was something that was in the works and that was going to be the case. And then when they realized how few things were ready for launch on the PSVR <laughs> 2, they kind of scrambled to fill the gaps. Yeah, like between the VR section and the Suicide Squad, like imploding on screen. That's kind of the only way I can make sense of it. Cause like this lineup here is not really
0: exciting enough to to build a show around, you know. Yeah. I mean like, there's this like is games <laughs> exciting for us or like people yeah. who like indie games, but like right. that does not a state of play make typically, because most people aren't like looking for these for those kinds of games. Right. That doesn't move the
1: needle for Sony at all.
0: Yeah. This was leading into kind of like the summer and, you know, late spring. Where was Final Fantasy 16? <laughs> Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I don't know. I figured they're gonna do it. That's gonna have its own thing, surely. Uh, you're right?
0: probably right. I mean, yeah, but it's just the <laughs> fact that it's like it's only a few months out now. It's a PS5 exclusive, right? But yeah, I it's, think gonna it's gonna be, be one such the most, a big deal. It's gonna be
1: one of the biggest games of the year. Yes, but I think that's why it's it's not <laughs> showing up here is because it's like it's gonna be so big for Sony that they want to highlight it, and I think Square Enix probably has enough pull that they. Are able to say like we want to show this on its own and not have yeah. it crammed in next to this terrible Suicide Squad trailer. <laughs> so like yeah, I mean I'm sh- I'm sh- sure that's something that we'll see. It'll just be like probably a little closer to launch than than any of these things when it's shown mm-hmm. uh, and and like focus a lot more on you know it'll be just that game or that game and like a few other things. Yeah, that would be my guess anyway.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, that was State of Play. It was fine. it was fine. (laughs) Anyways, moving on from that, what have you been up to this week?
1: So, as I've been messaging you about uh, kind of a lot this week, I have been doing nothing except watching uh, Psych Odyssey. Hell yeah. The documentary on Psychonauts 2. Uh, Mm -hmm. I finally finished it last night. I've literally been staying up until like three o'clock in the morning every day this week watching this series. Uh, it's so hard to stop watching it. It's so fascinating. I mean, you mentioned this before, but in case anybody doesn't know, it's a it's a thirty two part documentary. that's available free on YouTube uh, about the making of Psychonauts two. There is some stuff there from like the founding of Double Fine, but it, it primarily focuses on the development of of suicide or <laughs> suicide. <Jesus
0: Christ. laughs>
1: it primarily focuses on the development of Psychonauts two and the like wild road that that game took. To, to To release, uh, including like publishers falling apart <laughs> under Double Fine and the game being like essentially rebooted. There's a lot of like major staffing changes that mm-hmm. are like sort of some of them like like emotional highlights of the documentary. A global
0: pandemic, a glo- acquisition right. that like... one happened. Mm-hmm.
1: I was like sobbing my eyes out at multiple episodes of this documentary, like because it is it's both a great look at the inside the the process of developing a game you know, in like a, in, a, in an independent studio like this. But it's also like it focuses very much on the people there. It does a good job of developing these kind of like storylines around the people who develop the games. So you like get really attached to them. And and when they're, they're hurting and things are rough uh, or when someone leaves the studio, like those are really emotional moments. And I just, I don't know, I find it fascinating. We talked about this a little bit before, but like I, I always find it interesting to see a group of people coming together to make a creative project and all the kind of like trials and tribulations that are contained therein. that's always going to be a story that like hits me really hard. And and that's what this did, you know? And I think it's despite it being made like by the studio, it's a fairly uncompromising look at the process. It's not the kind of thing that's trying to necessarily make everyone look good. Like there's definitely a lot of parts uh, of the series where a lot of people look bad, you know, Uh, it's very open about that. I was actually... (laughs) This is kind of weird, but as I was watching the not the trailer so much, but the um, the second video at the end of the State of Play, where it was just like developers talking about Suicide Squad uh, and just talking about here's all the cool guns we put in this thing. I just because I just finished watching Psych Odyssey, I couldn't help but feel you know the pit of my stomach kind of dropping out and thinking like, oh, I don't know. Just seeing the way that the people that people at Double Fine talked about Psychonauts too, and comparing it to the like. The, the folks at Rocksteady saying, like, just going through the laundry list of, like, here's all the bog standard stuff we've filled this game with. It just made me really f- feel for them, you know, yeah. in a strange way where I was like, oh, man. Just the contrast between a studio that seems very, very committed to its own creative vision. Uh, and, and even though it fails many of the times, like, letting everyone who's involved in the process have a say in it compared to the process of Suicide Squad, which seems to be a studio that's committed to the financial outcome more than the creative vision. And I can't imagine, you know, the people who are kind of like ground level making this game actually having a say in how things come out. It just, I don't know. I mean, this is all like a thing I'm imagining in my head, but it just really made me sympathize with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons that like Tim Schafer talks about in Psychodicy and he talks about it in like Double Fine Adventure, which is the documentary previously um, about Broken Age, which Mm -hmm. I've watched like half of, and he's very public about this. The reason he found a Double Fine and like wanted to be independent is because he had like a terrible relationship with publishers. Yeah. um, Like, especially at like LucasArts and stuff. And you can like see why in the context of like other games and stuff and like other ways companies run, why they want to like have their independence and like be able to make their vision. And it's really, it's so interesting watching it and being like, And I think there's, I don't know how much we want to like talk about this right now and like get into this, but it was, it's really interesting because a lot of people come to the company being like, I came here because I like have heard about the culture here and how different it is. Uh, But then a lot of people are like, but we need to understand this isn't a utopia. Like we have our independence a lot of the time, but there are consequences to that in other aspects. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. And it also like the whole time watching it, I was just thinking about the fact that they get acquired." And I was like, this is so fascinating. And like, how did this come about for a company that has like consistently typically been like independence is key.
1: Yeah. Kind of knowing that that was looming on the horizon was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially when like before that happens, there's a lot of talk about like, we don't want to be acquired. (laughs) Like we're not like there's, there's parts of the documentary that like, uh, and Tim Schaefer even alludes to this after the acquisition where they're just like, making fun of the idea of microsoft buying them and like giving them notes Mm -hmm. um and then it happens and like a lot of people are are very understandably upset but that's you know that like very much feels like a pretty common part of modern like you know indie game design and so it feels very real to see that depicted you know it's yeah but it's just you know overall a very a really fascinating watch uh i don't you know try not to stay up until 3 a.m watching it every night for your health uh (laughs) But it's it, it's hard to resist. It's very good. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what have you been up to this week, Willa?
0: So, one of the my favorite things that I did is uh, Zoe and I have been like struggling to like watch things lately because we don't have like really a TV show or anything that's interesting to us mm-hmm. that we can just like consistently put on. So, we've been putting on like movies more. And uh, over the weekend, we had like a a short little Ghibli kick. And one mm-hmm. of the movies we watched was The Cat Returns, which is a Ghibli movie that I had never seen and looks super silly. But I've really <laughs> wanted to watch it, and so we watched that. And let me tell you, blown away! Really? so fun. It's so great. It's it's up there. I think it's just so much fun. It's super short. Also, it's like seventy five minutes. Oh, great! But great I. News. <laughs> And it's like, so basically, it's about this girl who's voiced by Anne Hathaway in the English version, but she saves a cat from getting run over in the street. And Mm. then the cat turns out to be the prince of a cat kingdom. So the king is basically like, to thank you, we're going to make you marry the prince. (laughs) And so she like gets kind of like abducted to the cat kingdom and stuff like that. And then she has to like, Work with this cat called The Baron, um, who is not part of the cat kingdom, to try to, like, rescue her and bring her back to the human kingdom before, like, the evening is through. It's really good. And I also think it has the single best English voice casting in any Ghibli movie. Okay. Which is, like, bold and saying yes. something. <laughs> um, but it's because The Baron is played by Carrie Elwes. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, that's going to tip the scales for sure.
0: And like, it's so good. Like if you've seen like Robin Hood Men in Tights or like The Princess Bride, he's bringing that energy to this role and it's so fucking good. And he kills it. And it's so amazing. It's a really, really fun movie. I highly suggest everybody watches it. I feel like it's a very under sung and like underseen ghibli movie um at least like i had n- not really heard of it or, or, or watched it before this weekend but it's yeah. it's absolutely a great time that's awesome
1: yeah i'll have mm-hmm. to i'll have to watch it like it it's it's one of the ghibli movies i haven't seen and like wasn't really you know it wasn't on my list of like oh i need to watch these ones um so maybe i'll turn I'll, I'll watch it with the english dub if, if it's to see you know the that good performance and all that stuff. Yes. Um, but yeah, that sounds. That sounds fun.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's us. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Peace. Uh, anyways, you know that the drill. pie. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Huh. Anyways, I mean, I think that's it for us. Uh, you can listen to Girl Mode anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find us on socials on Twitter at Girl Mode underscore pod and on co-host at girlmode dash pod. I'm on both of those at the Willow Row. Uh,
1: I still have not posted to co-host yet, but I'm, I am on both of them at uh, Robin Thomas.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> See you next really week. Awesome. <laughs> Bye. Bye. oh jerry han is coming back for this one she looks great i'm gonna find a picture yeah
1: oh <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna write this down uh idea for a future episode it's just all the characters who want to step on us power
0: ranked oh god that's a long long it's list. gonna be a six hour
1: episode it really will it's gonna be a double parter